Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome back, everybody, to Developing the Leader Within podcast. I'm Enrique. Today, I am blessed to be with BB Ansari. And we call a BB out of love and, and appreciation. Uh, but we're going to be talking about leadership and anxiety. BB, we were just talking here real briefly, and I'm going to give you a, an opportunity to introduce yourself, what you do, and, and things of that nature. But in leadership, we're not ready for this. <laughs> we're just not trained for it. We're not ready for this. And we're going to get into that specific topic. But Good morning. Thank you for being with me today. Tell us a little bit about you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, my name is Bibi and I'm an anxiety coach and I help professionals end anxiety permanently. And that is uh, something that we want. <laughs> so you right, we, all, <laughs> we all want that because anxiety it, sucks. It, it really does. It's hard. And, yeah. Yeah. And I was sharing with you, you know, and most people know by now, if they follow anything that I do, uh, back in April, uh, lost my mom to COVID. It really messed me up. Uh, mm-hmm. Some areas where I was not ready for. And it's not something that you fully understand until it happens uh, to you. So for all of you, they have mothers, cherish them to all get out. <laughs> and, but, but prepare prepare because it's going to be a very challenging time and period. So I felt some things that I've noticed you post on your post here on LinkedIn and, and social media that I was going through when it all happened. Mm-hmm. I physically could not think uh, I was just out of my element, uh, something that was foreign, never happened before. And so I wanted to talk about that specific thing uh, for leaders, because it it basically made me separate and say, hey, I have to take care of myself, because if I don't, I cannot produce what I'm hoping to produce for the people who are following me, listening to me uh, under my guidance and leadership. So mm-hmm. what what are the first signs <laughs> that a person can say, man, this is this is really anxiety that I'm dealing with on a personal level before we get into the conversation with about leaders I think anxiety you know is a normal emotion and when I say end anxiety I never mean that I can end the regular anxiety fight or flight emotion now what I'm referring to is anxiety disorder and so the best way to really explain that is It's the feeling you get. It can be about anything. It can even be about someone passing, right? Because we all grieve differently. But it can be in a way that now you're standing in your own way in life, right? So this goes back to what you said. Like, there's grieving, but then if it goes more, it's like, I can't function. You know, I I can't do my daily tasks, or I don't want to get out of bed, or... um, you know, you see you're tapping into depression. So it falls a little bit further than grieving, right? So that kind of feels like 
you don't know how, but you're somehow standing in your own way of living your best life, you know, and that's how I always can really best explain anxiety disorders. And so I think you did the most amazing thing to take time out because a lot of people don't um, and they grieve, but they're also going through all these emotions, you know, and they're really feeling down, but they numb themselves out because they want to keep pushing forward. And then somewhere down the line, like they'll have a panic attack or something much more extreme. So it's really important to take that time to really grieve and to get yourself back together, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, this last year and a half, and now we're adding more months, right? This is yeah, starting to going. look like last yeah. two years totally. by, the, by the end of, uh, of this year. Uh, and it doesn't look like there's any end in sight at this moment, but these are times that no one has prepared us for. And, you know, we talk to leaders all the time in the podcast and through all the social media posts that I make. Uh, I try to focus on leadership development in areas that, hey, you may have not thought anxiety is one of those. Mm-hmm. First of all, personally, mm-hmm. you know, how do you deal with that personally? You know, it's a task in itself because you got to you have to get help. You know, now I have thankfully a, a spiritual resource that I run to when and whenever I have questions. And, you know, I am an avid reader now because of the pandemic. That's one thing that changed. Uh, but uh, avid reader now and, and trying to uh, help myself in, the, in those ways. But leaders are not trained to handle this type of thing. And, and I wouldn't suggest that any leader be diving into your line of work, right? Mm-hmm. You're certified. You, that's what you do. And, and people should be seeking that type of, of professional help. Uh, but leaders have to be the conduit between the person ex- ex- exhibiting signs of anxiety and the professional that can get them across the way. So what should leaders be looking at now that we're trying to get everybody together? What what should they be looking at? Because I, I really want leaders to be conscious of what they're going into bringing everybody back in. Mm-hmm. I think the first most important thing is remembering no one's probably coming back the same person. You know, I think I'm not saying better or worse, but I think we've all shifted negatively and positively through the pandemic. You know, there has been a lot of growth, but there also has been for a lot of people um, falling deeper into sadness or depression or anxiety. And so Um, I think being aware that people have shifted in a way or another, right? So have the leaders, (laughs) you know, we all have, so have those leaders. And so, you know, what I've really been seeing from some companies, um, not a lot, not as much as I'd like to see, but I've seen it from a lot of companies that are now focusing more on bringing someone in. Like I've done many presentations for companies that, you know, they told me what they want to talk about as in something about anxiety, like anxiety for leaders or anxiety for employees and, you know, how they can cope or how to open up or just to know that there is help. And so I would do like a presentation on that. Um, and then I would have like the, the employees, if they needed further help, 
they would reach out. But it was really nice that they placed that there. First of all, it's, it's a good presentation. It gives out information. Um, it also shows as a leader, you care, right? You're bringing mental health awareness into the company, which is so important. And most importantly, the person who is in the presentation and is suffering can really find an outlet like oh there is help if I want it and can feel less comfortable reaching out because for a lot of people yes they're suffering but it's not easy for them to reach out they feel like there's something wrong with them or they're not good enough or they can go as extreme and they think oh well does that mean I'm crazy if I need help you know there's a lot of that out there too so this just makes them more comfortable that for example, I went through this, you know, I had terrible anxiety, I had crippling anxiety, you know, I was at the hospital all the time. And like, I'm okay now. So this can be you as well, you know, so it just gives that glimmer of hope to people. Um, so I think that's really important to me, I think it was always important to do this. But I think COVID really made it visible that we need to have mental health awareness at work because everyone's suffering from something like it's just life. Yeah. And I, I agree. You know, if you're a company out there, you're listening, this is something that you need to consider for your people. Um, you know, even with the current events, things that are happening right now on top yeah. of because COVID was an event and it's still an event, but the world did not stop going. Right. Uh, it's just, it seems like it's been a pylon to a pylon to a pylon and you must be able to identify when someone at least needs help. Uh, if you can do that as a leader, then you'll be winning most of this game that we call life, especially when you're at the helm and you can do something about it for your people. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. And I, yeah. And I think just to add two more things to that is having compassion for your employees, you know, just, I think a lot of companies, especially bigger companies, people are a number, but it's like, no, that's a real person with real feelings, you know, with real life struggles. So rem remembering that, so you can have compassion that you're dealing with another human being. And I think the second point is, it's as it's even probably more important for leaders um, to get help if they're going through some things, because a lot of times with lead, I work with a lot of leaders in my program and a lot of it is it's very hard for them to accept that they're going through something because they're a leader, you know, they don't, they don't want to seem weak in their words, not mine. I don't see them as weak at all, but I never see getting help as weak, but in their words, like, I just don't want to be, looking weak and it's like no, no no you're actually showing strength that if you're going through something and you're getting help to become the best version of yourself that's got strength written all over it you know so for leaders to really not think less than of themselves if they need help it's fine yeah that's usually something that we have to battle in one way or another uh, you know some people will call it ego right there's this thing mm -hmm. that just pops up and tells you Hey, if you say that, oh boy, you know, what's yeah. it gonna, you know, and so I, I agree with you that it is a show of strength 
because you have to first win that battle in your own head, right? You have to win that battle. And then you also have to be able to stand up for what you just decided to do, uh, which is another battle in itself, because now you're bringing external forces that are against or maybe against the decision that you made. So it is truly strength <laughs> and not weakness. Uh, if you really look at the components that need to be in place when you have to execute this decision. So I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, and like they, they, we always use this in coaching that, you know, like they say in airplanes, put your oxygen mask on first. So you're good. And then you can help others, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah, that's a, that's absolutely right. And that's why we're talking about this now so that leaders can start identifying number one, what does that oxygen mask look like? Yeah, <laughs> because this is, you know, this is different. This is, this is, uh, uh, things it could be happening and you not even notice it right until you're very keen yeah. to say, hold up. That sounds to me like, you know, it's just like a duck coming across the road. You don't have to see the duck. If you've ever heard a duck before and say, mm, yeah, that might be a duck. Right? Yeah. So, so th this is one of the ways that we, uh, help leaders to identify uh, these things in identifying and being able to, what should I be looking for? What are some signs that maybe a person is, you know, exhibiting or going through anxiety in their life? I think the most visible one that you can easily notice okay, obviously there's the physical symptoms of anxiety, right? You can get yourself into a cycle and then you get like increased heart rate, you get sweaty palms, you know, um, you could get a dry mouth and all those things. But what even really starts that is the obsessive thoughts. So if you notice that you're having obsessive thoughts about something, like for a lot of people now, there's an obsession about the unknown. You know, before like the unknown was the unknown, Okay, some people didn't like it, but they moved through with it. But now a lot of people are obsessed with the unknown, you know? So if you notice that you're, you're having reoccurring obsessing thoughts that start to bother you and then start this whole physical spiral, you know there's something there, you know? Or if you have developed fears, like deep fears that you can see their borderline turning into a phobia because you can't stop thinking about them. You know, then again, you know, there is something moving towards a more extreme level, right? Um, I think overanalyzing, overanalyzing is a common one. Um, it, it's now becoming a social thing because so many people we're not socializing and now they're slowly getting back into socializing. So they do a lot of overanalyzing of, oh, what did I say? Did I say the right thing? Like if, you know, if you start obsessing about that, oh, what if, you know, should I have said this? Oh, did I hurt the other person? And doing all of that, again, you see you're overthinking a very simple scenario. So, you know, I would say anxiety disorders, people really start to notice them when they know they can let a thought go and it just becomes so repetitive. Um, and then, that thought and that fear now that starts to make you stand in your own way. Like you want to go socialize, but you, you just can't, you know, you're like, Oh no, no, because you overanalyze it so much that there's no pleasure even being there in the moment, you know? Uh, 
or you're so afraid of the unknown that you can't stop watching the news. You can't stop thinking about the future. So you kind of frozen, you don't even take any moves and things like that. And you just sit and think and think. So those are really good. I, I would say the overthinking, it's the easiest thing for people to know because you can notice the difference of why well, I, I didn't think of the unknown this much before, but now I'm obsessing about it. So that, those are how anxiety disorder thoughts really start. Yeah, and that's powerful because, uh, you know, as you was talking, I was just going in my mind, you know, throughout my lifetime as a leader, mm-hmm. when I have had situations like that, because when you go present before people, you just, you know, especially if you're a people pleaser, right? If you're a people pleaser, this, it's easy to overthink the totally, effects yeah. of what you're about to do. Even before you even do it, you may just already quit. <laughs> because you're yeah, so anxious and you know you do get the physical uh, and external indicators of oh wow you know your your body is reacting to your thoughts right now in a way where it's feeling like it's stressed out right and so uh thank you for sharing those things because uh, oftentimes we miss cues in leadership for the sake of achieving a goal Right. And we say, we need to do this by this time, yada, yada, yada. And then you just expect results when you should be looking as you're delivering these little mandates for the day. You should be looking at your people. You should be seeing how they're uh, exhibiting or not exhibiting things so that you can address those things uh, before you get into the action part. Because after you release the you know, the charge and you say, Hey, everybody go at it. Then you, you lose that opportunity. So uh, in the Navy, we do something called muster and it's just not the Navy. It's a military thing. And, mm-hmm. and so we muster in the morning, everybody's there, you know, the word goes out and that's an opportunity for leaders to look at these uh, execution requirements being put out and how the people are responding to them mm-hmm. in their faces. Cause you can see in their faces, so, uh, so leaders, please take the time out to get to know your people and how they react to things. Uh, great indicators that maybe they need your help in one way or another. So you, you mentioned companies establishing some programs now, and that's good to hear. Not as much as we would like to see, I'm sure. What are some things that you recommend for companies to start looking into you know, not just say one particular program, but maybe a slew of things that they need to be having for the sake of their people. I think once, you know, I think having a presentation, um, like having a professional come do a presentation, if it's in regards to anxiety, for example, or mental health, um, and for the whole staff to be there, where, for example, let's say someone like me will come to a presentation and I'll share tips and tricks and what to look out for and, you know, how to be able to go talk to your leaders if you're feeling anxiety and just bringing that awareness into that company um, and also, you know, allowing to let them know there are, there is help, there are outlets, like you don't have to live in anxiety and suffer from anxiety, you know. Um, I think doing the bringing so a professional in to do some sort of a presentation for your team. 
then I would say like for a lot of, the, for you know, starting to bring mental health into meetings, like Monday meetings that are about mental health, you know, people can share. Not everyone's going to share what they're going through or say, oh, hi, I have anxiety because they feel like they're not good enough or there's fear of judgment. But just to have, you know, like meetings in the morning and doing some deep breathing, um, putting some good affirmations out there, making a part of the company's culture, you know, that because like I always will say, everything starts with your mindset. So really, um, bringing this into the company culture and also, you know, teaching people that mindset really does matter because this, there's tons of people out there without anxiety, but they have the worst mindsets, you know? So I think the winning spot for any human being is great. Not having anxiety. And that's something I talk about in my program too. Like, sure. We're make, we'll make you anxiety free. No problem. But we'll also have to make your mindset very strong so anxiety can never even come near you again. You know, that's how I kind of look at it because that's what I went through. So I think just bringing this into companies that mindset is important, maybe in the meetings, you know, doing things like that. And then for leaders to, I just can't tell you how many people I know that have anxiety disorders and do my program and are so afraid to talk to their leaders to take like a mental health day, you know, because they're like, well, I don't want to be judged. I don't want them to think I can't do my job well. So I think for leaders to actually giving that space that they can make it comfortable for their team to come and talk to them, not that it'll be a threat to losing their job. For That's how the person feels. I'm not saying that's what the leader is saying, but that's how the employee usually feels. Like, oh, if I go say I need a mental health day, they're going to think like I'm crazy and I can't handle my job, you know, or I'm weak. So I think allowing that space um, to let your staff know it's okay. Like if you're feeling that way, we're going through a pandemic. It's the domino effect of a pandemic now. Like you can come talk to me, you know, it's, it's fine. I'm human. I understand it. Again, looking at people as human beings and not as numbers, right? You know, you mentioned this, uh, and it's funny that you mentioned the meeting piece. I was part of a company. Mm -hmm. I never experienced this in all the time that I worked. They specifically started out with a with a meeting that was not a meeting <laughs> it was a basically how are you mm. it it was the most powerful thing i have ever been part of and i've been part of a lot of powerful things this this in a in a corporate job setting was so relieving because not only was the person able to express what they were dealing with, but the group was able to corral around mm -hmm. that person and reassure them. And even at times do things that would help out uh, because look, life is not, it's not roses. It, it's not happy all the time. I wish it was, it would be great. Um, so seeing a company invest in a, a, a 
a meeting like you just mentioned. And, and I actually can attest that it, it, it really works. Very powerful. Um, yeah. It's so powerful. So for companies and leaders out there, if you don't have something like that, a mechanism where your people can freely without judgment, feel like they can express the, the trueness of what they're going through, because, you know, we get the passerby, right? Hey, how you doing? Oh, well, hey, great. Uh, have a good day. <laughs> And mm -hmm. you're like, uh, I didn't even tell you <laughs> why you even asked me for, <laughs> you know, so, you know, you get those pleasantries. But this meeting was so powerful that I encourage everybody to do it. It's so powerful. Yeah. Like one really good thing is like going around and just um asking people to name three emotions that they're feeling and this is cool because they'll go around and they'll see everyone is feeling different emotions like one will say tired excited nervous you know one will say happy anxious um like i don't know excited you know something like that they'll go around and say all these things and it's so beautiful for people to see oh we're all here but we're all experiencing very different emotions right and so that just brings people together knowing that, oh, okay, so I'm not alone that I feel this way. They feel good and bad too, or that person feels nervous too. And then you ask, you know, now name one thing you're celebrating. So like people will say their emotions, there's negative and positive, but then you end it on a positive note. So what's one thing you're celebrating that I finished the deadline that my baby took its first step, you know, like. So anything, and then you kind of finish it on that note. And I, it's so powerful. You know, people will start to see their one because it's, yes, we're all one, but like people forget that we're all going through something, you know, even me as a coach, when I talk to my clients, I'm like, don't think I don't have bad days. Like I'll have a day where I'll cry too, you know, just cause like I'm an anxiety coach doesn't mean I'm on like cloud nine now and all of this stuff. Like I deal with life stuff too. And they're like, you do. And I'm like, what? I'm a person. Of course I do. You know, I deal with things too, but people forget and people it's when, especially when people are in anxiety mode, it's very hard for them to understand or even believe that other people are dealing with this too. Yeah. Especially in leadership, right? As you get higher, you, you believe that everything is, uh, you know, as roses, like I, I had mentioned before and, those are the people that will tell you it's not, you know, yeah. there's a saying that is lonely at the top. They're feeling that. And so yeah, that's I work a, with a ton. I work with tons of leaders, tons of directors, um, ton, tons of presidents. They have anxiety and they don't feel okay. And not all of them are, you know, feeling good, but it's powerful that they come get help. And then they do, they're the already amazing leaders and directors, but then they become the best version of who they are because they take the anxiety disorder out, clean it up, you know, and then so you can step really into your full power, which is beautiful to see. So we mentioned uh, the necessity for something like this in companies and, and in the leadership toolbox. What, uh, what do you do for companies uh, where they can say, Hey, you know what? I heard about BB. I listened to this episode. Let me see, you know, what she's all about. And then also how can they get to you, uh, for those services? 
Mm -hmm. So I usually work with clients one-on-one -on -one because, you know, I work very close with dissecting people's type of anxiety and getting to the root cause. And it takes very, very detailed work if you want to end it permanently, not about managing it, but actually helping a person heal their anxiety like I did mine. But with companies I work, um, so usually the director or someone comes to me and tells me what they want this presentation presentation to be about, you know, um, like anxiety in workplace or anxiety after COVID, for example, whatever they want the topic to be, then I create a presentation and then I present that to the whole team. And then from there on, whoever feels like that was great and useful, great. But if there's people in there who feel like, oh my God, I could really use this. And it's very anonymous because they, they have my info and they'll just come and we'll work together. Um, so they can find me on LinkedIn. That's where my main platform is and um, or my website, which is the innerroommate.com. And so, yeah, I just really work close with the directors or the principals or the leaders, create this presentation. And then whoever needs more help and wants to, you know, end their anxiety disorder, then they just reach out to me separately. And then we work together. Outstanding. So they could find you for group training and then individual assessment from then on. And that's uh, that's so needed. So folks, if you're listening, you're, you got a company, you have leaders, that need this type of training, please reach out to BB. Uh, she's available and we'll make sure to put those links and, and the information for your website on the video and all the short notes uh, for others to go and get you uh, for that particular one. So thank you, BB, first of all, for spending your morning with us. Thank you. The information you shared is so valuable. And during this time, I know a lot of people would, benefit from having that type of training if there was one last thing you could tell a leader or a company about anxiety what would that be i think it would be that we're all going through this together um if you're feeling bad it's normal if you're feeling good it's normal if you're having good and bad days it's completely normal but i think the most important thing is to realize if you seek help, it does not make you any less of a person um, than others. You know, I think it's so important when you can realize you need help in something and go after it. To me, that's ultimate power. So I really encourage that. That's uh, absolutely right. So folks, if, if you need this type of help, uh, and even if you personally don't, but you know that you will need it for your people, reach out to BB. Uh, once again, thank you, BB, for sharing this day with me. Folks, leadership and anxiety, it's a real thing. But if you get trained, if you get exposed to how to deal with it, it could be a less thing. So as we love to end the show, success to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve. Until then, success to you.